0: Midterm Mayhem Midterm Mayhem
1: Midterm Mayhem Never hurt anyone When I'm gonna
0: get so Midterm Mayhem All right, it's that time again. It's 4.05 and it's time for Midterm Mayhem The madness The mayhem That is the 2022 20, midterm election Give me a little volume That is actually me on guitar. That is not the wise man no. is in for uh, Chad Benson. So let's get to it. All right, um, you know I, I will say this first. I don't really know how many of you out there care about a gubernatorial debate between Kerry Lake and Katie Hobbs. Well, I'll the just, last one went so well uh, with the last Republican. Remember the Republican it was one? A, it was a disaster. So I'll just say that I don't know like how my like you're a voter out there. I don't know how much you care to see these two debate. Uh, and, I, and I just don't know the answer to that. I know my answer. I don't think I ever want to see a debate again because it is just a crap show every single time. It's crazy. So here's the news that we got today. Is there going to be a debate between Kerry Lake and Katie Hobbs? It looks like the answer is no. What happened?
2: Yeah, so first, I think it's interesting to note that this morning we found out that Senator Mark Kelly agreed to a debate with Blake Masters. I expected that to happen, that the two of them would debate. But the question was always Katie Hobbs, right? Would she agree to it? Carrie Lake posted that video a couple of weeks ago, uh, basically saying, "Come debate me. You can ask all the questions you want. You can." Whatever moderator, whatever format you want. Right. So today, Katie Hobbs sent a letter to the Citizens Clean Elections Commission. That's, That's a sound, long title. That I know. sounds boring. Yeah, it is boring. Okay. Those are the people that put on the debates. I don't, yeah. Right? Okay. So she sent a letter to them and said, hey, you and I have been trying to work on what format we want for this debate because carrie lake's all in she's like all right i'll do anything mm-hmm. katie hobbs basically said in this letter i mean i could read it to you but it's pretty boring here's the line that tell i'll tell wants this is this is the important line all right she said uh it's written by somebody else secretary hobbs firmly believes that arizonans deserve the opportunity to evaluate candidates for public office and hear their visions for the future without constant interruptions pointless distractions Childish name-calling, tired conspiracy theories. That is
0: the debate. That's what they are. But that's what a debate is now. She says she won't do that. Okay.
2: What she wants instead is two separate 30-minute or so interviews where one candidate, Carrie or Katie, would sit down with Ted Simons or whoever for half an hour, do an interview, and then immediately followed by an interview with the other candidate. All right, Wiseman, let
0: me ask you a question. Do people watch debates because they like reality TV and the show? They want to see a mess. They want to see... I'll go back in time. Trump, who, by the way, I will say this, maybe the greatest performance in a debate I've ever seen in my life with little Rubio, little Marco, low-energy uh, uh, Jeb. Jeb yeah. I mean, that was spectacular, Right. And we've never seen anything like it. Or the one with uh, Hillary. The one with Hillary, where she wrong, hit right, wrong, right, wrong. It was amazing. And then he just starts walking around. He's yeah. like, the podium doesn't matter. I'm just going to walk behind her while she's he, talking. He he brought the women that you know were with Bill Clinton and all that mess. He brought them to the debate. Listen, Trump is a showman. Nobody doesn't like Trump. I don't care if you love him or you hate him. Nobody doesn't like Trump. But you know what? In that Biden-Trump debate, that was a mess. Every debate since then has been a mess. So I'm going to ask you the question. What more? All right. Would you learn more about a candidate if you do it Katie Hobbs way or if you do it Kerry Lake's way? Now, the boring way is Katie Hobbs. Yeah. Okay. But aren't you going to learn more? And isn't that what these debates are for? Or are we just saying... No, I want to see the blank show.
2: What's best for society is that we learn about each of the candidates so that we can make an informed decision on Election Day. We don't care that about that. That is probably the Katie Hobbs format.
0: Right. We don't care about that, though. But. We want to see him fight.
2: We want to tune into the debate to find out what kind of mud is going to be slung at the other candidate.
0: Yeah. and be beca- slung a word? I'm pretty sure it is. Is slung a word, uh, Becky Lynn? Do you know look that at all? Up. Slung. Mud, slungs. Mud, slungs. Mud slung. I'm going to go with it. I
1: like it. Let's go
0: I with it. I like it, yeah. too. Uh,
2: mid- That's why you tune in, though. You're trying to find out, is Carrie Lake going to say something outrageous? Is Katie Hobbs going to fight back?
0: That's why you watch a debate. Yeah, I think that we've already made our minds. Uh, nobody's watching a debate to say, all right, got to figure out who I'm voting for. I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think de- debates just, you know, they, they're not what they used to be. This last debate between all the Republicans was embarrassing. Do you remember?
2: Okay, so I learned about this in journalism school. Uh, The first televised uh, presidential debate was uh, JFK and Nixon, I think. Uh, Yes, that was a big one. they were worried that Nixon, I think, lost the debate because he wore the
0: wrong color jacket. That it blended in with the background. Well, remember, if you're talking about that debate, that was the first debate that was televised. Right. If you listen to it on the radio... You thought one guy won. You thought Nixon won. If you watched it, you thought JFK won because Nixon was sweating profusely, and right. looked uncomfortable, while JFK was very, very good on camera. But
2: like things as trivial as the color of suit they were wearing, or yeah. or were they perspiring? That's how you won or lost an election, uh, a debate back yeah, then. Yeah. Nowadays, you could say anything. I mean, look, what were the things that happened in that uh, governor debate? We had Paula Tuliani Zen in studio the day after that debate, and she accidentally called it an s Yeah, she said
0: the word. Yeah, because it was. She whistled at other candidates during the debate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you have candidates who are afraid to go viral with a mishap. I think that they're petrified of that. I think you also have candidates that don't trust the moderators. Uh, You know, even... They, they, and there have been good moderators. I mean, Ted Simons is no slouch. I work with the guy. He's a smart guy. He's a saint. I he wouldn't want just, that job. But he couldn't. I don't think anybody can get a, a good hold of a debate. I don't think anybody can do that anymore because that's not what these debates are about. So I know that Katie Hobbs is going to be called gutless. Uh, you're you're weak. Uh, you're scared. You know what? Listen, she's not. She's probably not the best debater, and Carrie Lake could be a very good debater. But if I'm, I'm Katie Hobbs, I'm like, I'm going to stick with my strength. And that's not going up against Carrie Lake. That's not weakness. That's strategy. I and think her decision today is probably what's
2: best for society and an informed electorate. It's boring, though. I don't think it's necessarily what's best for her campaign.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, that is midterm mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. All right, coming up right now, it's time for five spots. This is where we put uh, you on the spot about a a news story everybody's talking about. Here's what we're doing today. Uh, There's a story about a Southwest pilot. He threatened to turn the plane around. He got on the microphone. I'm turning this thing around because there was a passenger that was airdropping other passengers who were strangers uh, n- uh nudie pics gross right Ugh. we want to ask you what was the most bizarre thing that happened to you on a plane give us a story 277 ktar what's the weird thing that <laughs> happened to you on a plane maybe you didn't get airdropped a picture of a naked man and if you did call us but 277 ktar it is five spot and it is next I got five And Chad. All right, Fox spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Listen to this story. This is awesome. This is fantastic. Trouble, trouble. Now, that didn't sound good, so we're not going to play it. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Something just blew up, so I'll just tell you it. <laughs> that was like an explosion. I have no idea what it was, but there was a Southwest flight. And this Southwest flight, some guy on the plane started to airdrop. A picture of a naked dude. So think, you're sitting in row whatever, and bling, your phone rings, and it's like, accept, reject. It's like an airdrop on your phone. And you look at it, and you're like, "That's I don't want, oh, oh it's a naked man. Uh, we're asking you, what's the uh, most bizarre thing to happen to you uh, at at uh, uh, on an airplane? All right? Here we go. Uh, five spot. Adam in Phoenix, what happened to you on an airplane? hey guys hey. so i was uh, later uh, i had uh a direct flight from
2: uh uh JFK down here to phoenix and i got food poisoning oh.
0: right before my flight oh my gosh so i spent spent the entire time in the laboratory oh. they they threatened to land the plane and i was like look you got two options either i see him here or you're going to have a bigger mess out there <laughs> yeah. in the seat. I got to tell you that that's like my that's my nightmare. Getting stuck somewhere that's the most uncomfortable, most disgusting situation which is an airport bathroom where you're hugging the toilet. I always get sick when i get where i'm going. Oh no. Get that's, sick from the flight, not than, during the flight. It's better than being on a flight. Yeah. Uh George in Phoenix uh bizarre thing on an airplane. Go ahead. Well, it uh, comes in line with what just was said. I was sitting there, and the, the guy in, was sitting right next door to me. Uh, got up to go throw throw up, oh. and he came back with his with a throw up bag. The stewardess would not touch it; they would not take care of it. They said that he had to hold it the whole oh. flight of the two hour flight from Dallas. He had a, a bag and full of vomit sitting right next to guy- you. Bear next to me. He actually did bombing from me. He went in, in the bathroom oh. where he went up front and got a bag and vomited and then he came back, <laughs> sat down. The stewardess would not, or the airline stewardess or whatever they're called now, yeah. would
2: not take it. And he said, well, let him throw it away. No, he have to hold it.
0: Oh, gosh. You that's can't not flush good. that? I'm flushing it. It's I'd flush flushed. it. Don't bring Uh, it back to your scene. Or it's going in first class (laughs) right now. Uh, Your soup is here. Yeah. Oh, Uh. Stan in Scottsdale. uh, Bizarre thing on a plane. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Hey, Stan, what's up? Hey, I'll tell you what. This goes back many, many years where my brother-in-law was a pilot Uh, He had a friend who
2: was flying the flight I was on, and they pranked me. What they did was they had the flight attendant coming down the road saying, here's your peanuts, here's your coffee, here's your tea. They got to me. The guy said, here's your parachute. (laughs) <laughs> I said, you a parachute." For? He says, "Well, in case we have trouble during the flight and you have to jump out, we want you to have a parachute." I didn't have a clue. Everybody else around was laughing, and they filmed it. It was hysterical.
0: That is good stuff, Stan. That's that like when you're on stuff. a roller
2: coaster, and right before it takes off, they go, "Oh, did you check your seatbelt?" And you're like, "What? There is no seatbelt!" And then it goes, and you're like, "Am I going to fall off?"
0: Larry and Gilbert on Ktar, uh, bizarre uh, thing on a plane. Go ahead, Bear, uh, Larry. I was heading to uh, Phoenix from D.C., stopped in Kansas City. I watched a guy come in and take a seat next to a lady. Uh, Shortly after that, her husband came in and asked him if he could sit by his wife. And this guy was obviously kind of drunk, and he refused. Pretty soon they were both standing up. And the flight attendant went and got the captain. The captain took the obnoxious uh, drunk guy and said, come with me walked him out of the plane and then a few minutes later the captain walked back in they shut the door and we took off uh, they just don't. they just left him good, and good. It, it happened it happened fast i bet i bet thanks man yeah i that's a really uncomfortable thing if you see it's such a small plane right you know you got no room and you got two people that are ready to throw and one of them's drunk that is not good all right that's five spot we put you in the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. Southwest pilot threatened to turn the plane around if passengers didn't stop airdropping pics of a n- naked dude.
2: I'd rather have the pic than the bag of barf.
0: i would rather have the pic, too. I'd rather have the pic, because I can just say no to that. Becky Lynn, you'd rather have the pic or the bag of barf?
1: Um, I was walking around when you were telling this story, so I'm going to go with the pic, I don't know what you're talking about. Long story short, a
2: guy barfed and
0: then brought it back to his seat. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) whatever the other is, I'm
1: definitely going (laughs) with that. (laughs)
0: All right, coming up next, the Great Wall of Ducey might have to be torn down. That's next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
1: Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show.
0: Hey, uh, Becky Lynn, uh, does that mean we have a lot of new listeners that are on I-17 heading up north?
1: Oh, the ones that are stuck on the freeway? Yes,
0: did I hear that correctly yes. from uh Yes, Dieter? you did. I'd did like it. to welcome everybody to the Gatos and Chad Show. Because you're going to be listening to this for the next two hours. Unless you think we suck, and then you put some music on
1: don't do that. Let's, let's be optimistic, okay?
0: <laughs> let's be optimistic. I, I don't know. I, we'll see how this goes. All right. We'll see how this goes. Wow, I'm Man, okay. I'll tell you, it is always a nightmare trying to get up north. I don't know when the perfect time to leave is. Yesterday. Maybe it's yesterday. If you're trying to leave on Friday for a three day weekend, you almost have to leave Thursday and come back. Tuesday morning.
1: I was really surprised because I was driving in about one o'clock and the traffic was unbelievable. And I'm thinking, why didn't you people leave early?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. We'll get you the update uh, from Detour Dan coming up on the I-17 heading up north. All right. Chad's out today. The wise man, Steve Zinzmeister, is in. Hello, Gatos. Wise man, I've got some news for you. We're going to have to tear down the Great Wall of Ducey. What? It didn't last long. It just went up. It, no, it's listen. I understand it. So if you're if you don't know what the Great Wall of Ducey is, uh, I have nicknamed the wall that he has put up the shipping containers. He has put one on top of another, and he's filled in some gaps where there there isn't a wall. Uh, and the two shipping containers they don't go all the way up to the big brown like steel wall or whatever it's made of, and the feng shui is off, and it drives me crazy. Plus, you know, the the colors of uh, 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 the shipping containers, they're all different. Uh, it's lazy. It put a coat of paint on that. Anyway. It looks like big boy Legos. <laughs> it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's what's happened. It seems that Ducey has put these shipping containers in a place where he shouldn't have. Tribal land. That is a big no-no. That is a big no. That is a big no, no. Now, I don't. All right. So we talked to uh, you called uh, Ducey's office, right? I did. Yeah. All right, what did those guys have to say for themselves? Did they build Did They build the Great Wall of Ducey on tribal land or yeah. did they not want to comment?
2: So I, I basically told them, I was like, listen, the Cocoa Pot, uh tribe says that you put shipping containers on their land. What do you have to say? And they said, we're looking into it.
0: What does that mean? That was at, the reaction. You know what it means. We're it, looking into it. It means everybody uh, who works with Ducey, uh they're taking a three-day uh, weekend, and they don't—they're not going to deal with it until Tuesday. That's what that means. I—I I,
2: see. I find it. Some of this I believe, and some of it I find it difficult to believe. What do you you believe? I believe that the governor's office put in these uh, shipping containers up to the point that they believed was tribal land. That they
0: had to stop somewhere. Well, and we've seen a picture of some of these shipping containers. It goes like, what, 1,000 feet? And then it just ends. And then it ends. And you're like, why even put it up? Because someone will walk the 1,000 feet and just go around the shipping container. We did the math. It'll take about four minutes. Four minutes if you're in softball shape like I am. Right. All right. So so go ahead. So so what do you believe? Uh, the part I don't believe. All right. Yes. Is that they say that the governor's office built
2: this wall <laughs> through a street. Yeah. Through a two through lane a road. road. Yeah. And that it's blocking the road and that that is a emergency safety hazard, basically. I can't believe that they would just put a shipping container in the middle of a road. That would, part I find hard to believe.
0: It would be like it would be like Deucey putting a shipping container in one lane of the highway on the I17 up north. Right? I just I, how would how would that happen? I, this is what they're saying. Why is there a road at the border? I don't know. They're saying the container uh the shipping container uh is blocking half of a two-lane road. Wait. That's one lane. It's blocking a lane. I did the math. It's blocking a lane. So he's going to have to remove this if he went on tribal land. You're, if they're right. Yeah. But we but, don't know that they're right. But I didn't
2: go down and check the where the exact border of the tribal land is. No, we didn't have time today.
0: Apparently, Ducey's office didn't do that either. No, but. they're there. You know, but the Kokopah Paw Indian tribe says you're on our land. And if they say, you're on our land, I've got to believe we put it on their land. They would probably know. I think they know where their land starts and ends. I'm pretty sure about that. Now, did Deucey just make a mistake? Is it an innocent mistake? Or Deucey's Great Wall, you know what? Keep going. We'll deal with it later. Keep going. We'll put them in. Keep going. You got to make that picture look good. we got to put it. Keep it going.
2: Keep in mind that just because they put these shipping containers in at the border doesn't mean that they've decreased the number of migrants coming across. The people are still coming. Yeah. They're just having to walk a little further. And instead of, let's say, 10 points across the border that we're picking people up at in Yuma, we now have two or three, let's say, which makes things easier for border patrol. Good point. The problem is the tribe sees it as we don't want a border wall at all.
0: Right. Especially so if it's anything a, is too much for them. Especially if it's in the right lane of a highway. Yeah, well, there's that. right? All right, the Great Wall of Ducey. Will it have to be torn down? More coming on Tuesday. So sad. Oh, goodness. It didn't even last a month. We barely remember we you. We do. We do. Coming up next, are you ready for a robot to serve you the next time you go to a Valley restaurant? I've done this. I can't wait to hear this. Stick around. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
2: Serious news, seriously
0: entertaining. The Gatos and Chad show. All right, it is uh, Friday. We got the Wise Man in here and Chad's going to be back next week. So I saw this story um, yeah, there are there's an Arizona restaurant and they're going to use robots to serve customers. Okay? So like if you want to order a drink, you'll use a tablet. You'll order the drink on a tablet. And then all of a sudden, this robot's going to come over and give you and serve you the drink. All right. Now we can get into is, you know, is that something you want at a restaurant or is it something you don't want at a restaurant? But let me just make a point. Um, we are starting to have almost no real face to face interaction with each other. And it's disturbing. And so I'll, I'll go down a list. If you want food, you don't have to talk to anybody. You can go to your app and order DoorDash. If if if, if you don't have, you know, something in the house and you want to purchase it, call, you know, you go right to your phone and it's Amazon. And you don't have to talk to the de- delivery driver. You know, there you go. It'll be just dropped off at your door. Zoom meetings and working from home. Okay, that's not real face-to-face interaction. Uh, I, my wife and I like to go to church. We don't n- love the online part of it. I'm glad that it's there and available, but you know, you go to a church, you see some of your friends. There's some interaction. How about like going and getting a prescription filled? Well, you can you can mail order that stuff now. Um, grocery shopping, you don't have to talk to a real person. You can order it from Fry's or whatever. And then you don't even have to walk into, a, a you know, uh, uh, the building. You, you park outside and somebody puts a bag in your car and you leave. I just, you know, it, that's what sparked this whole thing. Arizona restaurants, they're going to start using robots to serve customers. So no more, you know, uh, hey, how's it going? I hope you're having a great day. Can I get you guys a drink? It's now there's a robot to, to do that. And, you know, I don't know if this stems from the pandemic, but that's where it started because it's really zero real face-to-face interactions, I think, is bad for this planet. So I've been to this restaurant. Okay. I believe it's called
2: Kura, uh, K-U-R-A. It's a revolving sushi bar. Like the conveyor belt comes around the whole place, and you can just take whatever you want off the conveyor belt. So the robot part is, it's basically like a tall Roomba. Okay. Think of like a three-foot tall Roomba going around the room delivering drinks to people. It's got shelves on the back. They put the drink on there. It comes to your table. You take it off. It kind of fits like a robot motif, almost. Mm. Like the restaurant is themed around. You don't really have to go anywhere. Talk to anybody. Yeah. The but, hostess sat us at the table. That was the last human interaction I had with an employee but, the whole evening.
0: But why is that good? I mean, maybe it's more efficient. But you know, my wife and I went to a restaurant the the other day, and you know, it was a, a much a very young server. And something came out where she had just got, gotten into, like, some sort of college thing, or it was graduate school. And I was like, how great is that? And we left her a little bit extra. And, like, you know, that's human interaction. You don't get that anymore. People don't want to know each other anymore. And I, th- I don't know. Maybe that was COVID, where I think we have a lot of people out there that are really comfortable staying home all day and working and maybe getting on a Zoom meeting. And, you know, maybe that's why we got suicide rates going up. Maybe that's why we've got depression and anxiety out there.
1: I hear more and more people say, you know, they. I can understand why they like the um, the remote work, at least part of the week. Mm-hmm. But I hear more and more people say, I don't like people. I mean, they literally yeah. say that. I don't like people. I right. don't want to deal with people. Yeah. I don't want to have conversations with people at the office. Yeah. And
0: I don't care if I ever see them again. I'll be the first person to say this. I hate to stop and chat. Oh, hate it! You know where you stop. You know you have to say something to someone. There's a little chat going on, and you just—I can't stand that. I got to get out of that as soon as I can. But if there's a—but if there's a conversation to be had, you know, and you want to get to know somebody or something like that, uh, and it's not just you know you know, I, I'm fine with that. But but I don't think we want to do that anymore. You go to a line and pick your food up at a restaurant. You don't talk to anybody. You look at your phone. You're looking at, you know, well, for me, it's my fantasy football team, which, by the way, Becky Lynn, looks really good. Is it looking good? Looks really good to start the season. Major eye roll.
1: (laughs) Could be your number three for him.
0: It could be three in a row. Thank you very much. I know we're getting off. Don't feed the ego. Don't feed it, Becky Lynn. (laughs) It's not good. But but how do we get back to that? I think we think everybody's mean because everybody's mean online. You
2: know why we won't get back to that?
0: Because of efficiency.
2: Because for me, just an example. Mm. If I want to pick up Chipotle on my way home tonight, am I going to go through the line or am I going to order it before I leave here and then just pick it up when I get there? I'm going to pick it
1: up when I get there. I don't do that because I don't want it to be cold. I literally will go in and order it. Or, and I, I never, ever use those uh, DoorDash kind of things. You don't use those. I do not. Yeah. Because the food's always cold well, when it arrives.
2: counterpoint, you can set a time that it's available, like that it's ready. Now, whether or not they hit that time, I guess, is up to them, not really me. But I, just, but I see your point. I, for me, it's everything's about efficiency. This restaurant, it's not like they put the robot in because people hate talking to people. They put the robot in because it fits the theme of the restaurant,
0: and it maybe helps their workers do some other things. So we are getting some more 0 face-to-face interactions. And just a side note, what do you guys think of people who say, not Chipotle, but Chipotle? Nobody says that. that no, drives,
1: who, who says oh, that? Oh, I see people all
0: that. the time. It's terrible. <sighs> Literally in, no one. I'm going to Chipotle. I'm going to Chipotle. It's not Chipotle. Anyway. I've heard Chipotle. Now, no one is saying that. That's a joke. You made that up. Okay. So okay. Gatos and Chad so the wise man is uh, filling in today.